This is the Crescent Project, bringing you powerful teaching, testimony, and truth about God's miraculous movement in the Muslim world and how we as Christians can join Him in this kingdom work. I'm Matt Bonner, and I serve as a regional director with the Crescent Project, a national Christian ministry focused on equipping the church to share the gospel with Muslims. You can find us online at crescentproject.org. Greetings and welcome to Crescent Project Radio. Today we have the privilege of interviewing a man who has journeyed from Islam to Christ. His name is Sam, and he is originally from Iran and has only been here in the United States for about a year or so. Is that right? Less than a year. Yeah. So uh, very fresh here uh, from Iran, and I've gotten to know Sam, and he's just a very godly man who loves the Lord and is always thrilled to be doing anything in his service. Uh, and Saman is one of those people who, you know, he always has a smile on his face. Every time you see him, he's got that big, infectious smile. So I would always love uh, seeing Sam. Uh, he's got a great attitude and outlook on life. And so we're so blessed to have him in the studio with us today. So so welcome, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Uh, we're just we're thrilled to have you. And uh, it's so awesome to have you come and share your story with us. Well, I want to begin with your native country uh, of Iran. Uh, many people, I think, are, are surprised and maybe even sometimes shocked to hear uh, the incredible movement of Christ uh, or to Christ happening there in your home country. Uh, and from what I understand, it's the fastest growing church in the world today. So, mm-hmm. so talk to us about this and help us understand, you know, why you think this is happening and, and why now? Uh, actually, that's a good thing that you said that's one of the fastest growing. And personally, I think that in terms of the persecution that we have, because we know that Iran is top five persecuted church wow. and being, and being the fastest growing is something that is really a miracle. Uh, we know that if you go and study, you will realize that even bringing a English Bible or a Persian Bible to Iran has a jail and they will be arrested right away and you're not wow. allowed to bring it inside. Wow. And I always ask, so how these things are happening? Sure. If you go to the churches, because if you're born as a Christian and if you are not evangelical Christian, if you are Protestant, Catholic or Orthodox, it's okay to remain in your religion and you practice it, but you are not allowed to speak English or speak Persian during your service. Wow. So they have their own language. Most of them, they speak Hebrew or speak Greek in their old school churches that, that right? they have. Wow. And if you go there and you ask them, I want a Bible, they are not allowed to give it to you. Really? Uh, so it's so controlled. So I always ask myself, how this thing's happening? Personally, when I get to know the Lord, the question that they ask the Lord is that, why don't my me and my countryman doesn't have freedom so that we can freely share the gospel to them so they can know the truth easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, I start to study. I start to go through the testimonies and I realize that God by himself, Jesus by himself is the one that taking care of the sharing gospel to the people. And uh, there are so many testimonies that families suddenly at one night, at one moment, they all together change and become Christian and start looking for a church to attend. Wow. Uh, wow. I was talking to one of my friends who was helping the persecuted church in UK, and she was telling me that they realized the life of a pastor in Iran is maximum two years. So from the day that he started as a real pastor and started to build a home church, he might live for two years, and after that, it's a death. Wow. So, and I was so scared, but at the same time, it's uh, so amazing thing that all these things happening in the time of persecution. There was this research that I was reading before Iran revolution, which was the, there was a freedom for religion and actually the king was against Islam kinda. So during that time, there were less than 250 people who were Muslim and became Christian. Really? And today we have thousands of them yes. and we have around 20, 25,000 home church. Wow. And they are, these are the things that we know. 
Yeah. There are so many that they don't know. Like I was talking to my mom last week and she was telling me that her friend invited her to a home church when she was, when she just moved to Iran for visiting for two months and come back. Somebody invited her for a home church. Wow. And that was like, wow, is it growing that fast? And my mom was like, yeah, in every neighbor, you see that there are a group of a home church and the people are gathering there and worshiping God. Wow. And these are all the blessings. I was like, Lord, thank you. Yes. Although we are persecuted, but your hands, your blessing, and yourself, you by yourself, is the one who's taking care of the people. Wow. And there you're getting to know the truth. And I think persecution, not persecution, but having Islamic government help people to realize the truth about Jesus. Because I believe that those things that happened in Iran, those persecution, those hard time of living there, made the people to rethink about what they believe in. To rethink about, are they on the right path? And when you start to study, that's the time that you realize that what the truth is. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Praise God. Well, and, and I want to just point out, too, that, that, that I think that the, the contrast to me is amazing. You know, here you have Iran, one of the most notorious state sponsors of terrorism in the last several decades. You know, a, a longtime enemy of the United States. So when, when people think of Iran, they certainly don't think of house churches. They certainly don't think of Christ. And so the fact that you have this massive movement going on with these house churches, you said thousands of them. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's uh, that's phenomenal uh, and certainly very encouraging for all of us to hear uh, that as as oppression came in uh, with the Iranian Revolution, 1979, you had you know just a tightening of the reins of, apparently you know with with Islamic law and Sharia, and and as a result of that, we're seeing this uh, this birth of the church. And of course, that's what Christ said. He said that we would be persecuted, you know, that we would, and and uh, we're seeing that, that the growth of the of the body out of that. So it's really really encouraging. So we're excited to talk about that uh, with you. Well, now, so you grew up a Muslim, right? Yes. And your whole family was Muslim? Whole family. And uh, actually, my dad's mother, my grandmother from my dad, she is the descendant of Muhammad. Really? Yes. Wow. So you had a huge uh, uh, heritage there. Yes. Very important. And uh, wow, what, you must have had a lot of pressure on you then uh, yes. to, to just be uh, probably the best Muslim you could be, I would imagine. Yes. Actually, I was practicing uh, doing namaz and all of those things from child time. Wow. Although we were not like uh, radical Muslim, but they are very devoted. Sure. So my yeah. mom, my brother, my father, they all went to Mecca. Really? Yeah. And I was the one of person who was so excited to go to Mecca also to visit there before when I was Muslim. Wow. But I was still too young. Yeah, sure. So you had a big family, huh? It sounds like yes. you had a big family. Yeah, what? we are uh, four children. I'm with my mom and my dad. Okay, okay. Yes. So now, what caused you then to start thinking about uh, or anything outside of it? I mean, you, so you have this devoutness. So what is it that caused you to start uh, thinking outside of Islam? And start telling us about that. Okay, so uh, let me go back to what happened to me. Uh, everything started in 2008. Until 2008, I was really devoted Muslim. I always do my namaz and everything. And I read Quran, I think, five times until 2008. Wow. But uh, what happened in 2008, I moved from Iran to Philippines. And when I went there, at the same time, social networks started to grow. Mm-hmm. I remember that uh, even the people who didn't know me started messaging me in Facebook. Their Facebook was so new in 2008. Mm-hmm. Asking me, there are these websites or there are these blogs that they are against Islam. Can you go and answer them? So I was my, my I was become a person because of my knowledge about Islam. I was going around and answer the questions about Quran or the people who are kind of wanted to persecute Islam and I wanted to go and answer. I said, no, these are the truths. It's like this. You didn't understand Quran. So I, I was able to explain them. Wow. 
So uh, it came to the point that until uh, it's kind of little, it was hard for me to answer all the question. And because I I'm a person at the background, I did science and I have a master of science. So I told myself for me to be able to answer all the question, I need to have a very strong belief in the truth. Yeah. So to be able to know that, I said, look, I'm going to use mathematics and I'm going to use the style. So I think, assume that Quran is not right, is not true. And I prove it to myself that's true. So let's start to study Quran in a different perspective rather than just reading it as a holy book and just reading it and memorize it and say blindly follow it. Right. Let's go to it deeply and understand it. Wow. And that was the time that I started to read. And I remember one of the verses that hit me to the most at the beginning of the study was Surah 3 verse 55 when it said there that uh, God told Jesus, that the fall, God promised Jesus that the father of Jesus will be higher than all known believers until the end of the time. And when I read that, and the first question I ask myself, how come for 25 years of my life, I never saw this? And in my life, I always thought that these Christian people, I was in Philippines and it's 90, 98% Catholic and there are so many Christians there and all of my friends are Christian. How come I never saw, I never saw them as a people that they received this promise from God? And I always saw them that they don't know God. And mm -hmm. because they don't know Muhammad, because they don't know Islam, therefore they don't know. So I, I told myself either this is, this book is not from God or this is not the promise of God. Or if this is the promise of God, what I know about in my entire life is completely wrong. Wow. And I have to study it again. So I moved forward. I start studying Quran more and more till the point that there is this thing that Muhammad always said that I came to follow all other prophets. Sure. Right. And right. for me, if he come to continue all other prophets, therefore I need to know what other prophet talk about. So at the same time, because I wanted to answer other questions, I studied Zerushim by myself and I studied Baha and uh, Buddhism and Atheism because I was scientist, so I know it completely. So I studied those things by myself and there were two major that I couldn't access to book even in Iran and I couldn't study about it at all. And that was about Christianity. Mm -hmm. And in Muslim people, they don't know what is Bible. They think that gospel is the only book that the Christianity have. Okay. Right. And that's why they, they, they taught us that Christian have four books, four gospel, and that's why it's not accurate. And I never know that it's a Bible and it's 66 books and we have a books from Moses, we have books from Daniel, we have all those things. Right. So I start to study and search what I, I was looking for that four books, which I ended up to realize, no, it's not four books and I don't need to study Jew and then Christianity, because if I study Christianity properly, I'm studying Jew at the same time, okay, because right. it's the it's the true continuous. Sure, yeah. Uh, unlike what Muhammad said that I came to continue, and my book is different from them. In Christianity, we see that Jesus ne never said that the book of Old Testament is wrong. He continued it. So I start to studying, and I uh, start searching for Jesus. And I was like, okay, before Muhammad, the last one was Jesus, and I want to know what did he do. Okay. I start studying about Jesus, and one thing hit me the most was that Jesus died on a cross and rose again. And I couldn't accept this because in Islam, they are telling you that Jesus never died. Right. But there are, there are some contradicting Quran. For example, one of them in Surah Maryam, the story of Jesus was the story of birth of Jesus is telling in Surah Maryam in Islamic perspective, which is Maryam uh, Mari is getting out of the city. Uh, she give birth to Jesus and then she come back. And when she come back, she doesn't talk and God is telling him, God is telling her to point out to the child and the child will speak. And child is only uh, one day old. Yeah. When the child speak, child, that is Jesus, introducing himself completely different from any other person name in whole Quran. 
completely different. And it ends with one sentence that said, swear to the day that I born, swear to the day that I will die, swear to the day that I will raise again. Mm. And that was the, I got shocked there. I was like, well, how come if he is in heaven and he swear to the dead and raise again, there, there should be some things here. It can't because when, if you say one day old child is speaking, it's not only his own voice mm-hmm. and he can't tell the wrong thing because he was a, he was person from God. So you can't say it was wrong. So there should be a contradict here. Wow. And yeah. I start searching that. So I went to that one and I end up reading, uh, Bible, start doing search. And I was so amazed with Bible because aside from, uh, being the book of love, and aside from the amazement of how Jesus saved us, it's also so amazing for me that the, because I knew the background of the history of my country, right. Iran, and it's a thousand years of history. Oh, yeah. And I could match it and I could put it side by side with the Old Testament. And I see that all the things written there as a historical book is so aligned with the history that I was looking for a great source of it. Wow. And I was able to find that, okay, these are the true of the history of my own country also. Sure. And I was so amazed that from thousand years ago all the way to Jesus, several people came and all the books that are wrote, wrote, everything is pointing directly to one person and everything are so aligned. You don't find anything missing there. You don't find anything that it's not, it's contradicted with another one. They are sure. all in the same direction and come all the way to the end of Bible. And when I read that one, I point up to the place that I said, okay, from the time that, let's say from Job, which was the first book written, all the way to the book of Revelation, they are all in the same line. They are all talking about the same plan and they are all pointing to Jesus. But when you put the pause on the Revelation and you put Quran, it's like, different world it can't be the same mm-hmm. and i always ask if muhammad said that i came from same god moses said i came from god and jesus have same god then how can these things are not be aligned right. how come jesus was aligned with from Noah, abraham uh moses jacob all of them are the same mm-hmm. but when you got to muhammad it's completely become different yeah okay so doing those wow. searches uh, i end up to go to the church for the first time on january 2010 mm-hmm. and it was amazingly because the topic of the church that i went to for four weeks was end time really and the speaker was really talking against islam what now well, this is in the philippines right yes this okay. is in the philippines so you felt freedom to actually do this you exactly. felt you weren't you weren't concerned about doing this search or really learning and going uh, to the church i had it took me from 2008 all the way to the end of 2009 to be able to get through my fear because in islam if you doubt then you are already out of Islam. Wow. So, so you can't it, even doubt. You can't even doubt. You can't even ask questions either. You can can't you? even ask questions. Unlike when the Bible is telling you ask questions yeah. and you will find the truth. Right. No, in Islam, you can't even ask questions. Wow. That's why he said it's a holy book. You can't ask questions about it. And it took me around six months, more than six months to think about myself that I want to doubt this. I want to just put a question mark on this and I want to go study on this. Mm-hmm. So wow. that, yeah, that was the hardest thing for me mentally. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, amazingly and by God's grace, I was out of Iran and I didn't have a fear of the persecution right away to me. Sure. Uh, and I was not thinking about persecution at that time at all. And I just want my own belief and I want to understand it. Right. Until the time I said, okay, I want to go to the church. I asked for a church and I end up to the church. Actually, the church going there was kind of amazing because on 2008, I started working in a company. And then somebody introduced me to a company in Philippines I was working. And in 2010, another person that doesn't know where am I working even, 
just told him, I want a church. And in a place that it's 98% Catholic, she gave me an address. I said, I don't know, but I heard there is this church near your house and it's a good church. And I went there, it was a Christian church. Really? And then the amazing thing was that after a few months, I realized that the senior pastor of that church is the owner of my company. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's just so amazing for me. I was yeah. like, Lord, what are you doing? How can be all these things aligned together in this yeah. country, with in this city? The Manila that I was living is 17 million people living there. Wow. Thousands of companies and everything is there. Sure. And how should it be that aligned? It's impossible by any chance to put wow. it. So uh, I went to start going to church and I remember that the topic was uh, end time and it was against Islam. And every time I was saying that, you know what? I'm going to go down. I'm going to punch the face of that pastor. <laughs> if he only knew, huh? <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, actually I told him. yeah. So I, I want to punch the face of that pastor because he doesn't know what he's talking about and wow. he doesn't know Islam. Yeah. And at the end, I realized that I didn't know what the truth is. Wow. And he knew the truth. So he started to convict you, huh? Now, what really touched me, one of the things that really amazed me and I, I was really blessed with when I entered the church, the worshiping and the songs, the way that they were worshiping, the way that freely you can stand and talk to God Wow, was yeah. something that I was like, I want this. Sure. Rather than every day, five times, say the exact word mm -hmm. and I cannot tell the God what I want to say Right. What my problem is, what I want from hear from him, sure. I have to say same things. That was one of the big things that touched me and made me to love to going back to that church again and again every Sunday. Wow! So the freedom to the freedom to 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 question to to talk with God freely to be without uh, restriction and, and regiment, right? Yes. And 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 all that uh, routine, right? Mm -hmm. That was that was freeing to you. That was so amazing for me, and that was something new that I never yeah. experienced. Wow! Because in Iran, not even you can. It's only, it's also that you don't have a source. Because even if you say that, oh, there's internet, you can search for everything, you can figure out. No, the internet, all the insights about religions are blocked and you can't access it. So, and I, oh, and then I end up to ask this question one day for myself. If they really believe that Islam is true, why they are scared of Christianity? It's mm, a great question. <laughs> why the other, yeah. Zoroastrian can live there without persecution. Right. If you, if you're from Christianity, you become Buddhism. They don't really kill you. Right. Baha people are not really free, but they are not being that persecuted that Christianity is persecuted. Why the president of Iran have to come and say, we are against evangelical Christianity? Why mm -hmm. they are against that? Right. Why they are scared of that one? There should be something about it that That's they're scared. Wow. Yeah. So that made you start to question even more. Huh? Yes. Wow. And I, and That's I love great. it when I get to the point that when Jesus said, I am the truth and I am the way. So I've, I've always, everyone talking about I am the way and I always, okay, Jesus is the way, but I end up to the point to the second part, I am the way and the truth. And then I end up to this after few chapter after when Jesus said that when you know the truth, it will set you free. Mm, and yeah. this truth is basically he's pointing to himself. He's not pointing to anything else. And you know Jesus, that's the one that he will set you free. And that is what also touched me a lot, that how this person can say that I set you free. And the other thing that I really rejoice in reading Bible and understanding it is Jesus is the only one in the history that has the power and strength to call himself Savior. Mm. Nobody ever in the history came and said, I am the Savior. Wow. Yeah. They want, Muslim wants to say that Mehdi is the Savior, but it was never written, even in Quran, that Mehdi is Savior. Mm -hmm. It was just the people assuming 
but Jesus by himself when he said that I am the Savior. That's what thing that I was like, why? How he wants to save? Wow. And what did he save us from? And sure. that brought me to more question, deeper and deeper, go through the Bible. And I end up in, uh, I remember in February, I was reading Quran, but I was reading Bible more than Quran while I was going to church. And there was this spirit in me mm-hmm. that every Sunday morning, called me and I was in the 8 a.m. service. The church that I was going, it has 8, 10, 12, 2.30, 4.30, and 6.30. Really? It's a, it's a big church, a massive church, and I'm so amazed by how God is moving there. Wow. But every morning Sunday, God wanted me to be there <laughs> by 8 a.m. Oh, really? The first one, huh? <laughs> exactly. That's and awesome. And one other thing that really blessed me was that on 2010, my birthday, May 30, was Sunday. And the first thing happened on my birthday was also at church. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's fantastic. That was something amazing also happened for me. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, uh, we've got just a few more minutes. Uh, I want to ask uh, one other question, and then we can go hopefully uh, go to another segment here. But what role do you think then uh, other Christians played in in that? What you shared, in other words, what you shared so far. What role did they play in uh, in, in inviting you to kind of become part of this? Uh, I say that the role that they played was not a direct role. Okay, they were mm-hmm. not the one who directly shared gospel to me. God okay. spoke to me by Himself. Awesome. But what amazed me, they act as a very good Christian example. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I always reminding them that when you, because you were a good example of a Christian, I felt I want what you have. Wow. When mm-hmm. I saw the joy and I saw the love and when I saw the care that you have for other people, right. I want to have that one. Mm-hmm. That was what I was looking for. Wow. Because when I look at the deep people in Islam, I don't find love there. Actually in Quran, it never, the word love never used by God. Mm-hmm. But I can't find even love in the people. Wow. Yes, there are so many good Muslims. There are so many good Muslims. They are very good people. But it's because they are good. It's not because they commanded to be good. Uh-huh. Right, right. But in them, I, whenever I asked them, why you do this? The answer was because Jesus said. Mm. And that answer, I wanted to know what did Jesus say that I want to know what makes them to become like this. It's wow. a command. What is that command? And sure. what is that plan for them? That's excellent. So you actually, so you saw Christ in them. I mean, essentially. Yes, I mean, at exactly. the time you didn't really know what it was you saw, but you saw something different. You yes. recognize and you just, yeah, yeah, that's excellent. Wow. Well, some, uh, Sam, that's a great uh, story so far, and uh, really appreciate you sharing your testimony. I, what I want to do is um, let's care, let's uh, wrap up here this first segment, and we'll come back and, and do another segment to continue your story, mm-hmm. and we'll great. do that. Uh, and if you could, would you mind uh, would you mind closing us uh, in prayer uh, this first session here? Sure, let's Great. pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you for be for being the only Savior. Thank you for being the God of love, mm. Lord. Thank you, thank you for sending your Son Jesus Christ that paid the penalty of our sin, and thank you for choosing Him as the truth. And thank you, thank you for letting us to be free just by knowing Him and nothing more, Lord. Lord, thank you. Thank you for amazing miracles that you are doing in all around this earth and changing the people and making them to know you because we know that the most important thing in our life is to know you, believe in you, and follow you. Mm. And Lord, thank you. Thank you for using simple person like me, like Matt, to bless your name and to make the people to know you more because we know that it's not for us to do something great. For, jo- for our job is to know you and let the people know about you. 
make you known, Lord. Lord, I pray. I pray that this time, this message, this testimony is not mine. I pray that this testimony will bless the people that you want. And I pray for every single Muslim around the world that they will get to know you and they understand how amazing, loving, and beautiful you are. I pray that they will hear your word, they believe in you, and they will follow you. And we will have peace and we will have joy because peace and joy only comes from your Holy Spirit and nothing else. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity to serve you. We all love you so much and we want to love you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And once again, this is the Crescent Project, bringing you powerful teaching, testimony, and truth about God's miraculous movement in the Muslim world and how we as Christians can join him in this kingdom work. I'm Matt Bonner, and I serve as a regional director with the Crescent Project, a national Christian ministry focused on equipping the church to share the gospel with Muslims. We believe we have a hope worth sharing. You can find us online at crescentproject.org. We hope you join us again next time on The Crescent Project.